0: your trap slow my nigga i feel sorry for you sorry because we banging hand to hand getting it in them holes yeah. i'm talking transactions cds some distributions That's we going big, hard man. with this shit we need our restitution hey, i yeah. love my nigga, so i do whatever for my dog niggas say he need me and i got him he'll never fall now i'm coming in the clutch something like i'm
1: Kyrie. What? you niggas bluffing man i be down and guess
0: what we need answers all right we need answers podcast episode 101 doing a little different today uh I was reached out to by my homie Shamir shout out to Shamir for putting this together um she she uh informed me that Brill wanted to to hop on a podcast and talk about the case he got going on he's locked up with right now um and uh the case is something to do with the show We Own the City. He depicted in the show We Own the City. So uh, when she brought it to my attention, I jumped straight on it. And um, like I always say, I'm thankful for people to even consider me as an option to, to get a story out or get anything out. And because um, I know we're going to deliver and get it to the people they need to hear it. Uh, Brill got a book called The Real Stropshire Organization. It's by Antonio Brill Shropshire, and it's on Amazon. I just got the book yesterday, and I've been I've been locked in with it. It's, it's uh it's presented from uh, by Real Savage Publications and TMC. Um, it tells it tells about this story's upbringing, uh, his story about how he was arrested, and um, you know the, the things that went on with his case so far. So good, and um, it got a lot of details with a lot of things. And um as I said in the conversation with Brill, it's it's a it's a story about being a product of your environment that a lot of us or our friends or family have been involved with and just leading down to a road that's sometimes hard to come back from and hard to change. So um with this episode, this first part is it's gonna be a continuous series. We're gonna break down as much as we can. Cause we on a, a phone call from the, he calling from the jail. So I only get scheduled calls and um, phone calls only last 15 minutes. So we try to get as much information as possible in every call. And we're going to try nail every point uh, to a T from, um, you know, the case to what went wrong, to the show, the thoughts on the show, to uh, the book. What do you want to get accomplished and his, his steps on trying to get back out here? and um uh, giving back that jail time. Uh it's a very interesting book. I definitely advise anybody that's interested in the show, the city, the crime, anything with that case, you want to get as much point of, as many point of views as possible from the people living it. And um it definitely give you a, a a different point of view. That's not fabricated and it's not uh in a TV show. You know, they gonna extract they're gonna exaggerate a lot of things in the TV show make more things make things more than what they really are um and stuff like that but uh amazon you can get the book on amazon the real Shropshire organization i'll put it in the caption and in the the uh the body of the youtube as well and on instagram and um like he he shouts out his movement that's going on and uh follow the movement and help out as much as you can because we we definitely want to fix the things that this crooked government got going on. So uh, enjoy this first conversation. Like I said, there's going to be plenty more to come. Lock in. Follow the case as much as you can. And um, I, I would love for you to share your point of view and your, your opinions on the case in the comments or on the Instagram page. And uh, it's going to be more to come. Thank you for listening. Yeah, I'm uh, Antonio Shropshire. So uh, A lot li- Coffee Braille for the most part. I mean? I'm from Northeast Baltimore. Alameda Belvedere to be as that. Okay. Now I just was reading the book for real. I am on the second chapter. I I just got to the part where you talked about getting kicked out of northern and all that. But we won't go straight in because we you know, like you said. So how you what made you start with this book?
1: Yeah, um, because I was uh, going through the process, I you know, um I different I was reading and things like that so what really pushed me to through the book was when I got into the federal system after I got sentenced uh journalists was reaching out uh Justin Fenton from Baltimore Sun uh, another guy Baynard Woods um another lady named Jessica I, I can't pronounce her last name nor do I remember it but she was from the BBC News and they was just sending me letters and they was like you know wanting me to tell my story and ask me did I have anything to say and things like that so that right there had me like what, what made them want to be hollering at me like what's, what's so special about me that they want to know what's going on so I was like you know I reached back to them because the government got their side and of course I got my side so I definitely had to reach back let them know like hey this was this was really going on that pushed me to that pushed me to like oh I'm going to write my own book
0: okay so with so so for the people who don't know tell them how you end up incarcerated. Um, I made
1: some bad decisions. Um, I was uh actually selling heroin for uh for a significant amount of time and um from what I learned from my discovery of my case, um it was some people I guess overdosing and um I was under investigation. So um I guess the whole investigation
0: stemmed from people overdosing. And they try to put it all on me. But it was that some was corrupt cops in this case. But it was some corrupt cops in this case. Yeah, um, it was some corrupt
1: cops in the case as well. Uh, my co defendant actually is a is a um, he's a Baltimore city police officer. Um yeah. Yeah. according to the news and the government, but the government with the government want people to believe that uh this uh police detectives use some fools protecting my organization. But that wasn't the case. Okay. So that's the, part of the reason why the book is called The Real Shrop Organization, because what the government is
0: saying was uh, supposed to have be been my organization. That wasn't what was going on. Right. So what So what was, so tell, So can you, as much as you can, you tell us what was really going on versus what they tried to paint the picture of? Um, what was going
1: on was, I mean, what, what, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Uh, what was going on was, um, I mean, you know, I was I was doing my thing for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just doing my thing, man, and um, I got caught up. You know, my name was ringing. A, this call is from a federal prison. My name was ringing amongst other names in this particular area that we was at. And um, when they was investigating, you know, they started investigating and learned that I was doing my thing and some other guys was doing their thing and, I started them really getting to the bottom of who's well, responsible for the overdoses. They took the shortcut way and was like, "Hey, we gonna put them on real. Mm. and then they put them on me, and then they put uh, I guess a few on some other guys, and um, they try to put us all together like this was we was all working together,
0: and that just wasn't the case. Right. And they trying to depict you in this. We on the city show, and you, and from what you hear, because you ain't you hadn't seen it, right?
1: No, no, I haven't seen it. I heard a lot about
0: it, though. What'd you hear about it?
1: Um, I just heard that um, well, the, the first episode kind of really took me by storm. Well, the whole show took me by storm, actually, because I knew about the book. Because me and the uh, dude, Justin Fenton, me and him was corresponding through email. So mm-hmm. I gave him a lot of my story because he asked me. And um, he told me that he was putting in the book and things like that. So when I heard the story was coming out, that We Own The City was coming out, I was like, okay, well, you know, my, uh, my family sent me uh, um, the names of the, uh, who was gonna be playing, who and things like that. But no way on the internet did it say anything about they was gonna have somebody playing me and my
0: co-defendants. And they so,
1: did. Yeah, I didn't even know anything about that. Right. So when the show came on, the very next day, I call home. They're like, "Yo, they got somebody playing you on the show." and I was like, blown away because I didn't know anything about
0: that. They using your real name?
1: Yeah, they are.
0: Oh yeah wow. Man, I didn't even know that was legal. Go ahead though.
1: Yeah. So, um, I actually called a lawyer about that. A lawyer said because uh it's really public records. Okay. And uh, it ain't really much I can do about it. Okay. So um, yeah, but um, what really kind of besides them having somebody playing me blew me away was um. They try to make it seem like I had something to do with or orchestrated the whole robbery of the dude, Aaron Anderson. Mm-hmm. They made it seem like, you know, I was, you know, the mastermind behind it or I was the one responsible for it. I'm like, you know, I knew nothing about the robbery. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So it was kind of crazy that, you know, the evidence at the actual trial, dude was saying he had something to do with it, he made no mention of me. hmm. So I kind of felt like, you know, damn, why would y'all put that out there that I had something to do with the robbery, or oh, I knew about it, or oh, I sent this police a guy to go rob this man? And that ain't even what the police actually said at trial. Right. So that was like some for real defamation of character shit. I, I ain't really appreciate that.
0: And that's but, dangerous too, that could've been yeah, anybody could've got at you about that.
1: Yeah, yeah, ain't no question, ain't no question. So I just like, man, it's, it is what it is. So I mean, I'm gonna go ahead and roll with it and just. You know, that's
0: why I'm pushing the book, The Real Show Organization, because that's the truth, the untold truth. And what would they get What would they get out of this book, people that's reading this book from, a, um, you know, they might not be from here, might not know nothing about what's going on in the streets. What would they get out of this? Man, They would get
1: basically, you know, my story. You know, it's really, a, a, the way I, I label it is, a, I say it's an autobiography, but, you know, I say it's autobiography with a street twist because, you know, in the book I I explained, you know, my life and what made me choose the southern drugs and the things that I went through and spirits the, the shit that I end up, you know, happening and things like that and they will get like, you know, damn, this man been through this, he's been through that and you know what I mean, towards the end you'll get, you know, my mindset of where I'm at today. Right. I'm saying like far as you know what I was doing, that I should never been doing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like nobody should be to do door if they are doing it, because you know I, I put my story out there so you can be like, "Well,
0: damn, that happened to yo. That can happen to me as well." Right. So let me tighten up. You know what I'm saying? Right. Be an example for the time. people that's even considering. Yeah, that's exactly, exactly. Because had I been um, had I been conscious at the
1: time when I was on the street, I felt like that I wouldn't have been I wouldn't have made the decisions that I made. Right. Right. But I kind of was really blind to a
0: lot of that shit, and that shit bit me in my ass. Yeah, what I what I read so far, and what I get from what I read so far is because you you say in the book from your words that you you didn't grow up bad, you just basically a product of your environment. In so many words, Probably this correct, is what's going correct. on around you, and this that's what we all a lot of our majority of the city fall victim to. We go off what we see, and it just led down to another path. Ain't no but this situation this situation turned into something serious because what what, with these cops and everything and what this show about put a whole lot of people in situations that ain't really have to be even though not writing nobody wrongs or saying nobody better than nobody else but because everybody chose it like they chose but they made a situation more uh, a lot more serious than what it could have been am i right or wrong with that no i agree with that i definitely agree with that okay 100 percent so what what um we yeah, had 10 minutes? What What? what What? what do you want to get accomplished with the book and with uh this series we about to do? Cause it's gonna be a series. We're gonna break everything down over um a few episodes. What's what's something that you really want to get accomplished with is, is
1: from a federal prison?
0: What's what's your story? I know you said just to share what you what you um get from your point of view, but I know you are you 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 doing anything like appealing the case anything? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Right, right. Uh, that you asked that because I'm actually in the process of appealing the case. Um, it's in uh the court of appeals right now for the Fourth Circuit, which is uh, Fourth Circuit is of uh, Maryland is a part of the Fourth Circuit, and I'm actually appealing the case. And um, real quick, I definitely want to address something, and I just want to point it out real, real, real. Take, take as much name? time as you want, go ahead. Yeah, um, see, my prosecutor on my case, his name is Leo Wise,
1: he's a uh, federal prosecutor, obviously. Mm-hmm. Now, um, since I've been down. He has prosecuted uh, three Baltimore attorneys, mm-hmm. uh, Kenneth Revenel, Steve Snyder, and Marilyn Mosby. Mm-hmm. And um, all three of those attorneys have been prosecuted by my prosecutor, but all three of them say that my prosecutor is uh, unethical. Mm-hmm. And I, I found that very funny because during my trial in 2017, you know, uh, Leo Wise, he sent some other to to myself, and they seized all my legal documents. Mm-hmm. Now, this is imperative because I wasn't one of the guys that was just sitting around in a unit doing nothing with my time. I yeah. took my time in a law library. I took my time you know, studying my case. And as you read the Real Shropshire Organization, you will see I go into that. Yeah. So um days for my trial, he sent somebody to take my documents. So during the trial, I'm stressing to the judge, I say, hey, I need my documents back. This is, you know, the government got my stuff. The government's like, no, nah, we gave him this stuff back, and this, that, and the third. So throughout the whole trial, I'm arguing with the court like, man, hey, I need my stuff. So the judge's looking at me like, I'm crazy, like I'm making all this up. So I went on through the whole trial without my stuff. And um, I got found guilty, basically. So um, then thirty days later I get a document from um the jail saying, Hey, US Marshals is saying they got your stuff. So now I got evidence showing that man, hey man, this man sit there and lied to the court, recklessly misled the court throughout the whole trial. And here it is, you already got my stuff, here's the proof. So that's when I'm arguing in the court. But my point is, we are saying this guy is unethical. Right. You know what I'm saying? These I don't know what these three attorneys had going on that's being charged. I mean, I I know, but I I can't speak on that myself. Right. But, you know what I mean? All of them, all of them saying that this man is unethical.
0: And that should mean something.
1: Yeah, that should mean a lot, cause I'm telling y'all, I've been screaming this shit since 2017. it is, this 2022, and these 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 attorneys are saying the same thing about this man that I'm
0: saying. Right. And then, and who and else the, knows? Who else got the same experience with him? Correct. Correct. So it's like you
1: know. That's why we pushing me and a, a good brother named Brother Means. He did the full word for my book, Means, M-E-N-E-S. Mm-hmm. We pushing uh, Black Trials Matter right now.
0: Okay. You know
1: what I'm saying? And people should go, go to the Instagram page. He just started it. But um, the Instagram page is Black Lives Matter. You know what I'm saying? Because it's stuff like this happening all over the world.
0: Right. And these prosecutors are getting away with this type of thing, man. And this shit needs to stop. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, That's- you know, yeah. Yeah, we making. You know, I made some bad decisions in my life, but that don't mean that. Um,
0: you could do whatever to you.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. You should, the constitution is still in place.
0: Exactly. So the constitution guarantees
1: a fair trial, guarantees the right to prepare for trial, and those
0: rights was violated when it came to me. Right. So if that's you would have yeah, had, if you would have had them papers real quick, if you would have had them papers, how would it would have pleaded out in trial?
1: Yeah, it's impossible. It's impossible to say that what how I will how I will play out, but I believe that I would have had um a lot of a lot more to talk about because it was more okay. so for my testimony. Okay, I am testifying on my own behalf about the shit that happened.
0: That was the end of part one of the series. If you if you're turning in, that was the um we just get to meet Brill and he could give it. He gave us a little information on the book information on the case and what he trying to do to get back out here on the streets and fight this case uh stay tuned part two will be up next week we're gonna keep it moving for uh a four part at the minimum series and we want gonna get this get this point across as much as possible and like i said before please leave comments point of views on the youtube on the, on the uh we need answers podcast instagram and let us know how you feel, what you think. Give us some insight if possible. If you know anybody going through a similar situation, reach out, let me know, and we can get this, get this thing pushing and, and get these, get all our points across and get some things changed in the system. We need answers podcast. We
1: out. Be down, and guess what? We need answers. Fresh up on the track. Alright. Uh, uh. Bitch, I hustle hard, gotta get that bag, uh. Uh-huh. Uh, bitch, I'm with the gang and my whole team drag. Uh, uh, you talking about some money, bitch? You need some more, you, you need, need some more. Some more. Mike making Mike one, got that way, bitch. Watch it both, bitch. Watch it both. How